Hi, everybody. My name is Gary Balabio, Vice President of Technology Partnerships here at Cladinary. And this is MX Matters, where we discuss all things media experience and trends that are shaping the visual economy. I'm happy to be here today with uh, Amit Sion uh, at XWP. Uh, and Amit, welcome to the, uh, to the program. Thanks for joining us. Uh, thank you very much, Gary. It's a pleasure to be chatting with you today. Great. Yeah, we're happy to have you here as well. And uh, today we're going to be learning a little bit more about XWP and its business. And uh, we'll just get right into it. So, Amit, can you uh, first just kick us off and tell us a little bit more about XWP, about your founding, the background and its services? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the, the company was founded uh, 15 years ago here in Melbourne, Australia. And at the time, the founder, Dave Rosen, had this concept of creating websites with really clean code, you know, because at the time everyone was creating lots of things with JavaScript and like animated GIFs and all that, and it was a mess. Um, and it grew really popular um, to the point that he had to grow beyond himself. But what he did that was different was that rather than hiring locally, he went international straight away. So employee number two was in Europe, employee number three was in North America, and it just kept growing from there. And the idea is that rather than getting someone nearby, you get the best talent, irrespective of location or gender or religion or race or anything like that. You just get the best person that you can uh, for your customers. So now we're, um, as, as a whole, like the company of three has um, over 500 staff in 65 different countries. But then about eight, eight nine years ago, um, we were tapped on the shoulder for this project at News Corp. And they were going to, they broke their last CMS and they wanted to move to WordPress. So they approached us and um, we put a team together and it was the biggest um, migration to uh, WordPress at the time in the Southern Hemisphere. And we felt like this is a really emerging area. So we created this division, um, specifically XWP. And the focus of it was, we're gonna help um, you know, the, uh, the publishers get the most advantage of WordPress. And we're gonna work with um, large tech companies um, to help build uh, the technologies that will, will power all that together. And that formed XWP and that's the way that we've continued it all the way along. I think that that's how you know you've made it is when you break your CMS, right? I mean, <laughs> just like they did, it's crazy. Wow, so so that, that's a great story. And to be found out of Melbourne as well. Um, that's, that's a great story as well out of, out of Australia, it's great. Um, it, it's so nice, like, yeah. you know, just to, to have that opportunity to be uh, speaking with so many, like, you know, I'm here in Melbourne, you know, you're in San Francisco, we've got um, the ability to connect with everyone and work um, in sync. And especially now that we've got, you know, COVID and lockdown, you know, the pandemic, we're still able to continue that work as we always have been in that remote lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And what a great, uh, what a great customer to have, especially as one of your first ones as well. Yes, absolutely. And, and still ongoing. Um, we're, uh, we're kicking off another project actually later today um, on uh, web stories, which is really exciting. Wow. How many years ago was that? So that was nine years ago. Nine yeah. years ago. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, good track record there with them. Um, absolutely. Cool. So, I, from, uh, so taking a different approach, approach and uh, now talking about web development. Um, so I know you and the team, you're, you're very much involved with web, with, uh, web development and uh, performance, obviously open source as well, especially as it relates to, to WordPress. 
So you're right in the center of a lot of technologies that are just powering the internet and powering a lot of websites on the internet. Um, what are some of the biggest trends that you're seeing you know, uh, with your interactions with your customers uh, related to web development right now? The trends, you know, that's the really neat thing. As I was saying, because we're working with both the, the tech companies and the publishers, um, we're able to come to our publisher customers and tell them what's coming, what's great and how they can adopt it. You know, similar to how, you know, we work with Cladner, you know, building the, the plugin for you, like working with Automatic, with Google, we're seeing what are the things that um, companies should pay attention to that will make a big impact for them. Um, I was mentioning web stories, for example, that's something that we built with Google and we're seeing that there's really big benefits in taking that on. But I think primarily the most important thing is performance. Like that is, um, you know, companies are paying a lot more attention to performance and because it, it actually has a significant impact. There was this, um, there was this paper that I really like. It's called, it was written by Deloitte. It's this white paper called um, Milliseconds Means Millions. And if anyone wants to just ping me, I'll, I'll send it to you. It's, and what it shows is that across all these different industries, if you just improve the performance of your site by milliseconds, um, it'll actually have a significant increase in your revenue. Um, and you know, it's for several reasons. One is that um, people will uh, leave your site. If, like, if, if you go on a site and it's not performing well, you'll, you'll just drop out. Um, but it's also um, now with these new changes that, uh, that Google's coming up on Core Web Vitals, um, the, importance of performance is relevant, not only to the user experience, but also to how you're tracking in your search engine. So what we've been doing is uh, reaching out to our customers and saying to them, you know, your performance is here. It's, just, it's at like a Google page speed insights of like 20, we can get you up to 80, 90, and you'll have a, a positive impact on, on your, uh, you know, in your experience, your customer's experience and your bottom line. So that's been a big area that we've seen as a important trend to ride not just migrations and development, but let's focus on getting that performance as good as we can uh, with the site and the way that you've got it. You don't have to rebuild it, but there's just, there's mistakes that we're seeing that people are making and how they're building their sites that we're fixing to get their performance right. Yeah, hopefully you don't have to rebuild it. Uh, that would be pretty bad, but um, it, it is true though. I mean, uh, it, the, the, uh, the, art, the, um, the study that you're mentioning regarding that milliseconds matter, I think, you know, there's a, in general, a lot of people think about e-commerce and they think about the correlation between performance to e-commerce revenue. Um, advertising, clearly there's a correlation there for doing that to performance and how many ads you know, can be served. Um, but you know, just thinking about the end user experience and if you're a subscription business, there are a lot of businesses out there that could be affected you know, by this. And it is truly important. And it's especially if you're trying to scale globally um, you know, it, it, you need, you need to figure out the right way in order to do that, to make sure that the end user experience is consistent, no matter where they are in the world. Right. That, that, that's right. You know, you need to know that your site's going to perform well locally and remotely and everywhere, um, for it to be legitimate. Yeah. So, I mean, to that point related to the end user experience, uh, as it relates to, to, to performance, uh, what about um, digital experiences or, or user experiences, trends that, that you're excited about, that you're seeing your customers take on, um, which are the ones that have, you know, arisen, uh, you know, lately, maybe ones due to the pandemic or, or to the lockdown um, or for any other reason, you know, in that regard, what are you seeing out there? 
Yeah, I find UX just generally fascinating. I, I, I love it and because I think that it makes, like the right UX makes such a big difference um, to how a site is run. And, and there's so many organizations that are moving to the web now um, in, in a bigger way than they were before. The interesting thing with it is that there's different elements to it. You know, from one perspective, there's there's the importance of good design. You know, people come to us and they say like, you know, we want our site to look, you know, better than our competitor. Have a look at our competitor. Look how, you know, fancy they are. We want it to, to look better than that. But you can make um, the most beautiful, you know, looking site and, you know, it can have like this really nice engaging animation and all that. And, and it runs so well. Um, you know, it, it's important to do that. It's important to, to make it stand out of the water. So when people come to you and go, wow, that, that's a wow site. And you create a, a positive emotional connection um, with that organization, similar to like, you know, your Apple site when you come, it's clean and it's interactive and all that people like that. So that's the design. But again, come back to um, performance. If you don't have a highly performance site, like some designers will want to make all these things happen on your site, but it will bring your performance right down. So when you're doing UX, you got to think about the, the design together with the performance so that um, what you're building, you don't have to undo to make your site seem because it can make the most beautiful site in the world. But if it takes too long to load, people will never see it. They, they won't wait for all that stuff to load. Um, and then the third element of it, and this is where UX really fits in, it's got to be intuitive because it, I mean, it might be beautiful design, it might perform well, but then if you get lost in the site, then like, what's the point, right? So we have a lot of conversations on UX with our customers as to what is the business objective? Where are you trying to get your user to go? And let's make it as easy as possible for them. Because this whole thing that, you know, we're like buying, you know, cars online whilst, you know, at a party on our phone and all that, like everything's going to be done in a way that it's just easy to get to where I want to go to, you know, show me that buy now button, show me, you know, like we work with charities. How do you make sure that it's like, I want to go there. I just, I just want to go and I want to make my donation. I don't want to, you know, go all the way through. I don't want to, um, if I want to purchase something, I want to be able to quickly see it, find it, the thing I'm searching for and, and get it. I don't want to have to spend too long on the site unless I choose to. So it's that combination of, you know, really great engaging design, highly performing site, but then like a, a intuitive UX that guides you to where you want to be. Yeah. And, and it's so true. I mean, because of course you want to provide the richest experience possible and you want to use the, you know, the richest, most engaging content. Um, but you're, I mean, obviously, like if, you, if your site can't load for people around the world, what the heck is the point, right, of creating this rich, you know, beautiful website? And then also, too, from from a mobile standpoint, too. I mean, we we see it a lot where you have some websites where they're trying to push and cram down these large, beautiful assets, like a 4K video to a mobile phone. There's no point in pushing a 4K video to a mobile phone. Don't do it. You're just wasting bits at that point. You're not getting the real benefit of it. Um, and so. You do need to be, you have to keep that in mind for the different situations that you're also encountering as well. It's never going to be seen, right? Like yeah. you've you yeah. got to know that, that people are going to see it on different size devices, <laughs> you know, and you got to design for the big devices as well. Cause you know, people want to see it not, even though most sites, you know, you design mobile first, you're going to make sure that it, it, you know, flows beautifully on a big screen, but that, that performance and that intuitive UX is very, very important. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, so now 
and moving to like uh, the past year. So, you know, a lot of industries, a lot of companies have accelerated their move uh, to online uh, and, you know, a lot of digital transformation uh, projects have definitely been accelerated. Um, so in your experience, uh, what are some of the biggest challenges that you're seeing, you know, companies face today with that acceleration, you know, to, to online? And I guess, you know, alongside of that, what are the biggest opportunities that are getting created with that as well? Yeah, no, it's been, it's been really interesting. You know, it's, it's just been a, a massive force of change. Um, this thing of the pandemic that, um, you know, we're needing to, um, you know, have more of an online presence than we had before. Um, you know, one recent example that we had earlier this year is we worked with this uh, very large charity um, called the Good Friday Appeal for the Royal Children's Hospital. And for many years, they had a telethon uh, on TV and people would watch it on TV and then, um, you know, call up and make the donations as they do with telephones over the world. And, and then a big thing of their um, at collections was uh, people uh putting money in, in tins, you know, like in, like in the shaking tins on, on the side of the road and all that. Problem is there's no shaking tins anywhere. No one's carrying coins, you know, like everyone's tapping with their phone and all that. And um, the idea of, you know, watching on TV and putting on their phone. So we said to them, like, let's get it online. Let's get it so that people can watch the whole telethon on their phone, donate alongside with it and create that, that positive experience that it's all together. Um, so that was like one example where, you know, some a, a charity that's been running for 90 years had to suddenly change in order to be able to remain relevant um, with the audience and the way they interact. Another big thing that we're seeing with the pandemic is that a lot of organizations that had their legitimacy in their brick and mortar, you know, yes, they had the website if anyone wanted to, but that was like, you know, 5% of their business or anything like that suddenly there's lockdown and they have to close their shop and they've got, you know, stock and they need to sell it. And it could be like your local bookstore and all that. They need to be able to, to sell online. And now what we're seeing is it's not, you know, people are buying not just from, you know, the, the big brands from Amazon or eBay or anything like that. They're buying from all these other shops, but it's this thing of giving the person the confidence to put their credit card details with you. And for them to put their credit card details with you, they're going to go, is this an actual real business? Is this business going to be around before it delivers their stuff to me? And part of that is having a site that looks professional. So you, you, you can't have something that, um, again, doesn't load or um, looks like it's been uh, you know, created by, by an amateur. It has to look as professional as your shop does, as your business does, because that is now the front entrance. That is your introduction. And it's all about giving people that confidence to interact with you, to give you their money. Um, so that, that's been a, a really important thing of the pandemic. People have had to step up their game in their online presence and how they look. Yeah, and um, I do think you're right. I mean, especially if there is a performance problem, um, I think that does take away from the trust a little bit. Clearly, you know, if it doesn't load at all, they're gonna abandon the site, but there is a little bit uh, subconscious there, I think, with respect to the site is slow. Every page you're going to is slow. There's a little bit of a concern, even from a security standpoint. You know, do I want to give you know all of this my information, my personal information to this website? Um, you know, are they really securing it that well, as well as they're building it? I think there is a little bit of that uh, there as well. I mean, you have to build up that trust to get the transaction, and uh, it is hard to do, especially with the you know 
I guess a brand that isn't as well known, you know, just like you said, or a brand new site. That's interesting. Uh, it, it, it absolutely is trust. And, and I can tell you from, you know, being here in lockdown for so many months and my daughters would uh, come to me and say, I want to buy this, you know, clothing now and this thing now. And, and I'm, I'm going to all these sites I've never heard of before. And I got to make sure like, is this a legit site for us to have that? And it's that trust to go, yeah. well, I've never heard of this, but it looks like they built a site. Well, so this is most probably secure. This is most probably a real business and all that. Let's let's give it a go. So um, that trust is really important, and and that brings it back to performance. It brings it back to UX design and all that. Yeah. It, it all marries it up together. So the businesses that have been coming to us have been about you know going realizing that in order to remain relevant, in order to remain active, they need to ride the wave and they need to put their investment into their online presence. Got it. Fantastic. Well. Amit, uh, thank you so much for, for taking the time with us today. Really interesting conversation. Uh, great to learn uh, a little bit more about XWP. And um, so for everybody uh, uh, who's, who's listening right now, thank you also uh, for listening. If you liked today's episode, uh, please uh, smash that like button and uh, subscribe to make sure you get the latest episodes of MX Matters and keep up to date on all things media experience. Thank you. Thank you.